So this is how a marriage ends, thought Julia Hamill as she rammed the shovel into the soil. Not with the loving clasp of arthritic hands 40 years from now, not with children and grandchildren grieving around her hospital bed. She lifted a scoop of earth and flung it aside, sending rocks clattering onto the growing mound. It was barren soil, just like her marriage. She stamped down on the shovel and heard a clang as the blade hit a rock, a big one. She repositioned the blade, but even when she attacked the rock at different angles, she could not pry it loose. Sweating in the heat, she stared down at the hole. There was no way around it. If she wanted to plant a garden in this spot, she had to keep digging, and the rock was in her way. Suddenly, the task seemed hopeless. She dropped the shovel and slumped to the ground. She looked up across the tangle of weeds and stared at the house with its sagging porch and weathered clapboards. This was supposed to be her consolation prize for surviving the divorce. At 38 years old, she would finally have a home in her own name. Now, she thought, what did I get myself into? She swiped a hand over her eyes. Then she looked down at the hole again. How could she get her life in order when she couldn't even summon the strength to move one stupid rock? She picked up a trowel and leaning into the hole, began to scrape away at the soil beneath the rock, trying to free up enough space to pry the shovel underneath it. She dropped onto her belly and hacked at what looked like soil, but her trowel collided with something solid. Shoving back her hair, she stared down at what her tool had just hit. The metal tip had fractured the surface, and she saw cracks radiating from the impact point. She brushed away dirt and pebbles, exposing an unnaturally smooth dome. She kept digging, gloved fingers scraping through stubborn clay. More of the dome emerged, curves knitted together by a jagged seam. Deeper and deeper she clawed, her pulse accelerating as she uncovered a small dirt-filled hollow. Suddenly the dirt fractured and crumbled away. Julia jerked back onto her knees and stared down at what she had just revealed. A breeze feathered the grass and stirred the sweet syrup smell of Queen Anne's lace. Her gaze lifted to her weed-ridden property. She'd imagined a garden of roses and peonies. Now when she looked at this yard, she no longer saw a garden. She saw a graveyard. You should have asked for my advice before you bought this shack, said her sister, Vicky. Julia stood at her kitchen window, staring out at the mounds of dirt that had sprung up like baby volcanoes in her back garden. For the past three days, a crew from the medical examiner's office had practically camped out in her yard. Outside, the medical examiner, Dr. Isles, had just arrived and was crossing toward the excavation site. Julia thought her an unsettling sort of woman, neither friendly nor unfriendly, with ghostly pale skin and goth black hair. I've never known you to be this impulsive, said Vicky. An offer on the first day you saw it? Did you think someone else would snatch up this wreck? This place has got to be a hundred years old. It's a hundred and thirty, Julia murmured. And you still bought it? It's got an acre of land. It's close to the city. 
And it's got a dead body in the backyard. That'll really boost its resale value. Julia massaged her neck, which was suddenly knotted with tension, because she knew Vicky was right. Vicky was always right. Through the window, she saw another newcomer arrive on the scene. It was an older woman with short gray hair, dressed in blue jeans and heavy work boots. Did you talk to Richard before you bought it? Julia went still. No, I didn't talk to him, she said. Have you heard from him at all lately? Vicky asked. Why are you asking, said Julia. Vicky sighed. I didn't drive all the way over here just to see the house. There's something you should know, but I'm not sure how to. She looked at the kitchen door where someone had just knocked. Julia opened the door to see Dr. Isles. I wanted to let you know that my team will be leaving today, Isles said. We've found enough to determine this is not an ME's case. I referred it to Dr. Petrie from Harvard. She's a forensic anthropologist, and she'll be completing the excavation purely for research purposes, if you have no objection, Miss Hamill. So the bones are old? It's clearly not a recent burial. Why don't you come out and take a look? Vicky and Julia followed Isles down the sloping yard. After three days of digging, the hole had grown to a gaping pit. Laid out on a tarp were the remains. Dr. Petrie came forward to shake their hands. You're the homeowner, she asked Julia. I just bought the place. I moved in last week. Lucky you, Petrie said, and she seemed to actually mean it. Vicky was staring down at the bones with a look of distaste. Is this one body? A complete skeleton, Petrie said. She was buried deep enough to protect it from scavenger damage. She? Yes, based on dentition and the condition of her vertebrae, she's fairly young, certainly under the age of 35. All in all, she's in remarkably good shape. Petrie looked at Julia, except for the crack you made with your trowel. Julia flushed. I thought the skull was a rock. It's not a problem distinguishing between old and new fractures. Look, Petrie picked up the skull. The crack you made is right here, and it doesn't show any staining. But see this crack here, on the parietal bone? And there's another one here, under the cheek. These surfaces are stained brown from long exposure to dirt. That tells us these are pre-morbid fractures. Pre-morbid? Julia looked at her. Are you saying? These blows almost certainly caused her death. I would call this a murder. <laughs>